Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. At the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Many of you know that I have lost 100 pounds. I know that's a great accomplishment, and I did it back in my 20s when I was still young enough that my skin didn't sag. I didn't have all of the empty spaces, so to speak, where the fat would refill. However, up and down and up and down and yo-yo up and yo-yo down through the years. I always consider it a battle, but it's really not because I guess I know my body well enough by now now that if I gain 10 or 15 pounds, I immediately rejoin Weight Watchers or I go back on a certain diet or I start exercising or walking more, praying more, asking God to take away the fat, God, please. And then he says, do it yourself. You know how. So that's what I do. But my heart goes out to everyone that I see that was as big as I was. I know the pain that they are going through. I hate watching the 600-pound weight loss or 1,000-pound sisters because it makes me so sad to know that every time they have to go somewhere, they have to wear something to cover the fat, they have to think about who's going to be seeing them, especially those on TV. The 600-pound weight loss people always think there's going to be a beginning, and then they're going to see me at the end when I've lost all this weight. And most of the times, they don't. I know that nowadays, many people have, I think it's called stomach stapling, or they have um, on 600-pound weight loss, it's gastric bypass or gastric sleeve. If I had had that option when I was in my 20s, I probably would have done it. But I have so many friends and so many family members that still battle this weight loss. And my friends that have had the operations, many of them are successful, but they can't lead a normal life, so to speak, as far as eating what they want once in a while. My friends get sick if they overeat, and that probably wouldn't be a bad thing, except who wants to live like that forever? And I know that when you have to ask God to please take away the fat, please make me normal, please let this or that happen, you really have to take it upon yourself when the tools are there. Most of the time in my prayers, God will give me something that I'm not able to do myself. And there's the old adage that says, God helps them who help themselves. Well, that's not in the Bible, at least not like that. But there are certain scriptures that I looked up over the years. I found over a hundred that really just applied to me, and I kept them in the back of my Bible through the years. I always intended to write a book about that. I did do a CD on, I have lost a hundred pounds and gained new life, but my Bible was either lost or stolen when I was at a women's conference speaking somewhere in Tennessee. And I was born in Tennessee, so I'm not including (laughs) that anybody out there is a thief, but maybe I just wasn't meant to use those scriptures through the years. I do know that one of my favorite passages from Philippians 3.19, according to the NIV, says their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. 
Now, no one worships their stomach. No one worships food. But we do become obsessed with eating and overeating. That's why we have such eating disorders in the world. We have anorexia and bulimia, people that eat 10 times a day and then vomit. And there are children starving around the world. And the shame comes in knowing that, to think of all the food that I've eaten in my life and did not share with others. So I guess instead of feeling the guilt and the shame, the real question is, wouldn't you like to live just a normal life where you don't think about food all the time? You don't talk about it all the time. So why am I talking about it now? Because I have so many brothers and sisters out there that just want to live a normal life. That means a life that's free from being obsessed. It may not be food. It may be drugs, alcohol, people, places, things. But anytime, that something replaces your heartfelt love for God and your focus on Him throughout the day, I know that that is shameful to me, very shameful when I find myself obsessing about anything, even if it's good, even if it's about work, or even if it's about a speech, or if it's about church, or anything else. I only want to focus my mind on God, and that is why I say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And another scripture says, without him, I can do nothing. Well, even if you are not a believer, I know that you do believe that you can do anything that you really put your mind to. But why do it as a struggle and a strain when it can be delightful and joyful and really be used for God's glory? Sometimes I just have to stop and pray, especially before we go into a buffet line or to a buffet dinner or a church carry-in, and you see all of these yummy homemade things that I can't make and Bud doesn't want to make. And so therefore, I have to pray, God, please keep me from being a glutton. Wait, what did you say? Yes, gluttony is a sin in the Bible. I hate the word glutton. I used to be called a glutton by, I won't say who, but one of my relatives. And it just makes me feel so uncomfortable and so sad. But the truth is, most of us have overindulged at one time or another. But the sin of gluttony is when you continue to eat and overeat and think about food from morning to night. Like, you know, many times you have a hard day and you just come home and you want to eat pizza and ice cream and chocolate and get yourself into an eating stupor and then just go to bed. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, it says, I can do all things, but not everything is beneficial. In other words, you have the right to do whatever you want, but it's not all beneficial. And as a matter of fact, it says, I will not be mastered by anything. Are you mastered by your eating? Are you mastered by your stomach? I know I was. In that same chapter, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? If you've never trusted in God and Christ as your Savior, you may not be able to master your own eating. I couldn't. And that's why when I did turn it all over to God, I really thanked Him that so whatever thing I did, whatever I ate, whatever I drank, I could do it all for the glory of God. Does that mean I don't overeat sometimes? No, I wish it did. But when I read Philippians 3.19, their destiny is destruction. Their God is their belly. Oh, that just 
it absolutely mortified me because I saw that the one sin most pastors will never preach on is gluttony. And why is that? Because many pastors are overweight or their wives or their children and or, and then they don't want to talk about it because there's a carry-in right after church and everybody's going to eat everybody's food and most people do it in moderation and that is just great. Romans thirteen fourteen says, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Most of us will say, well, I've put behind sexual sin or drinking or alcoholism or drugs or whatever it is, but have you put behind gluttony? There are still occasions when I have to pray, and the best time is before, not afterward, when I beg God to forgive me once again for making my belly, my stomach, my God. Lord, I pray for all of those listening right now that are battling that sin of gluttony. They know whether they just overeat a few times or not, or whether they really think about what they're going to eat for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, before bedtime, even in between. And I know this, God, because I was such was some of them. That's what the scripture says. And such was myself. I empathize with you, my friend. I pray for you, my friend. Ask God to take control of your eating. I do the same thing. I ask him to keep me from that sin of gluttony, and I ask him to help me to help others by praying, by offering situation solutions, and most of the time I'm praying for myself as well. So my friend, if you've never trusted in Christ as your Savior, now is the time. Come to Him in submission, just saying, God, be Lord of my life, my body, my mind, my spirit. Thank you for giving me Christ who died for me and the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray these things and we ask all of this in the precious name of our Savior, our Lord, Jesus Christ. It's in Him that we always need to pray. And I do, my friend, and I will for you. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thank you, God, for shining your light. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.